The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Spoiters, spoiler noises, spoiler noises have have woken us up here for episode spoiler, episode spoiler, uh, episode. What is this episode? Five hundred ninety, five hundred ninety. Episode five hundred ninety of the series here, as we are continuing west in Minecraft beta. 1.7.3, that way is east. The sun was just rising over the spider, as it often does. <laughs> as it often does on a summer's morn. But uh, we're going to head west. How am I doing on... I could probably take a tree while I'm at it. Take a tree, everybody. Take a tree. We're going to head west in Minecraft Beta 1.7.3 here in episode 590 of the series. And this episode, today's episode, is coming out on June 12th. Sunday, June 12th, 2016. No importance to that date whatsoever. So let's just continue onwards and upwards and overwards to those far lands. And you guys, in the meantime, have been continuing to donate to Child's Play Charity. Great googly moogly amounts. Great googly moogly amounts indeed, even with the hiatus slowly coming to an end here. We are now up to, the last update we had was when it was uh, in, in May for last week's episode. Uh, this episode is being recorded a bit later, <laughs> as in Friday. Friday, June 10th? Wait a minute, what is the date? Friday, June 10th. <laughs> ah, uh, Friday, June 10th. It, it appears as though recording Far Lines or Bust on a bi-daily basis. Uh, is my only basis for knowing the date. Uh, but yeah, being uh, recorded just a couple days, so some relevancy being added to today's episode. Uh, but yeah, today we are at 57% of the way to our $60,000 goal, raising money for Child's Play Charity at farlandsrobust.com. $34,324 raised this season, season six. And you can keep doing that at farlinesabus.com, and I do appreciate the continued, like I said, the continued support there, uh, and on on uh, for the series and on Patreon. Uh, I did make a post to Patreon, a Patreon post, you could call it, that uh, obviously the the May hiatus. <laughs> Is kind of still bleeding. It's bleeding. It's bleeding into June here. And I'm just, instead of being like, bam, suddenly 100% back at work, uh, I'm slowly ramping up. So I'm I'm hoping for, and this is what, this is a continuation of, at least one Far Lands or Bust episode. I needed the boat. I didn't, I put away the boat instead of placing it down. Uh, at least one episode of Far Lands or Bust per week. These Sunday episodes seem to be working out. Perhaps more. Perhaps I'll get back into it uh, more throughout the week. But at least, at least one Far Lines Bust episode per week. Uh, and then near the end of the month, perhaps the last two Tuesdays. Two Tuesdays. Uh, two, two. <laughs> the last two Tuesdays 
shall be Twitch Tuesdays. Not 100% on that. I am going to... I'll come up with a specific definite schedule when I can do a live stream here and there uh, ahead of time, just so everybody... It's not one of those impromptu ones. I don't want it to be impromptu. It's got to be scheduled ahead of time. So I'll be doing that, uh, amongst other slowly ramping up things, such as... Mindcrack QHC24, which I think I mentioned in the last episode, but it was that weird future tense, past tense situation I was in then. This is a little bit better, because as of this episode, episode 590 coming out on Sunday, QHC, spoiler alert, yeah, my next, uh, until the sun sets, spoiler alert for UHC24. Uh, just fast forward to like 11 minutes in and you'll get past it in case you don't want spoilers, but uh, It will have ended the season will have ended on uh, The Sun will have set on UHC 24 and I it was an enjoyable Experience, I don't know how much of that is because I was away from making videos for a while So it was really nice to be able to talk with my friends and hang out with uh, the Minecraft group and play video games in a, in a group setting, I was a little bit more relaxed because I really wasn't... My primary top number one concern was not creating videos for YouTube! Even though I obviously did that, but uh, it was still in the midst of hiatus uh, 2016. I do, I do need some, uh, some coal, so I'm gonna grab this free coal here. I call, I call surface ores free because you don't have to go caving for them. I don't know how actually free they are, but <laughs> I guess we'll see when our taxes are due. Um, so yeah, UHC 24 is over. Had a good time. You know, people were maybe perhaps a little bit skeptical of the teams. We just do random teams, uh, in case you're not aware. We just let the game randomize the teams. Uh, and I got randomized with uh, Dyer, the new Mindcrack winner of the surviving Mindcrack Island. And then Pyro, who I think... I swear I was on a team with before, or perhaps maybe some other game, maybe we played something. No, but I swear we were on a team before, because I do remember making the Irish joke. We're both Irish, uh, him far more <laughs> immediately Irish than removed ancestrally. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we, we did at least a UHC with him before. But anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, yeah, I had a good time. That was a good group, I think. Um, I did like... Uh, I was very happy with the the amplified terrain. Uh, it played a huge role in, I think, everybody, all the team's strategies. Um, coupled with the very quickly closing in world border, uh, it, it led to some very interesting uh, little pinch points, I suppose. Um, so that was interesting. The one thing I didn't like was the zero zero, the spawn, well, quote unquote, the zero zero spawn point was boring. <laughs> it was, first of all, it was at the world build height limit, but then it was all flat. Because of that, uh, it would have been much more interesting had the... Uh... Ooh, I need wool as well. Wool as well. Uh, if the, the zero zero were... We generally agree to and are kind of now forced to meet because of the world borders, it'd be interesting if that was actually part of that terrain where there are multiple levels and you can have high grounds and low grounds and uh, dark spots in caves and stuff, uh, but it didn't work out that way. Um, so yeah, I, I think that worked out. I think, and I, I've mentioned this, maybe 
with with Mindcrack UHCs, we really we don't use any UHC plugins or fancy pants things that maybe a lot of other people do. Um, we just have a lot of like soft rules. Like we don't remove strength two potions or regen two potions. We just agree not to use them, or we agree not to branch mine. We don't use crazy plugins that remove all hidden ores. Uh, we just agree not to branch mine. I think we like in certain situations, and it's come up in previous UHCs. I feel like another soft rule that would be worth considering would be no camping at zero zero or fortress building at zero zero uh especially in the case of this last one where zero zero was a very this is the place there's nowhere else you can be and there's nowhere else you can build above it so it was very uh i i think more so than okay it causes an advantage for the team who gets there first uh but it also leads to that sort of stalemate that is that is incredibly exacerbated by the 1.9 now combat, which is still a thing I think uh, everybody is having a hard time coming to terms with. I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't favor the bold. Um, I mean, imagine I'm going back to old UHCs. Remember UHC season three? That first kill that I got on pause. That first very dramatic moment. Imagine that taking place in 1.9 where I'm creeping up into the cave. I have my wolf creeping up into the cave. Pause is shifted. I don't see him. Uh, and then we meet, and the drama, and then the end episode, you know. Uh, instead of, ah, battle, 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 who's going to die? I'm going to die. Who's going to die? Oh, the wolf got him. The wolf, the wolf. Um, instead of that, when we see each other, we just raise our shields <laughs> and then slowly back away. I feel feel like that's how that would have proceeded had we been playing with the current 1.9 mechanics, you know what I mean? And that doesn't... I don't care how uh, strategically or, or win-loss uh, MLG Pro uh, tactics may be or may not, just for video, for making YouTube entertaining content, uh, that is not good, and I feel like that may still be a problem that us, at least as YouTubers, have Maybe it's fine and dandy for your uh, Reddit UHC tournaments or whatever, but as YouTubers, that is a, a very frustrating thing. Um, which is which is why I just... <laughs> I, I said, screw all of it, and just went Leroy Jenkins into that fortress that was built, because I, I had no idea how long that stalemate up on zero zero was taking place. I, I just, we popped out between two teams. I saw one team in a fortress, the other team behind a bunch of like pillars and built up uh, blockades. And I'm like, how long have these guys been here? Nuts to this, nuts to this, it's snow raining. Snaining, it's snaining everybody. <laughs> oh, I believe the term is sleet, sleet. It's sleeting upon us, neat. It sleets, let's sleep and continue in the morning. And a sleetness. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good indeed. Uh, ow, that was now pretty good indeed. Uh, so yeah, um, I still maintain my thoughts on the 1.9 combat mechanics. Um, I suppose that will be... Uh, left to be dealt with and and to be gotten used to in, in future 
UHC series and other gameplay type situations, I'm a little more used to it, at least the PvE stuff, having played with Dr. Brian Morgan 111 with our, uh, or his, uh, vanilla swirl maps, which are still things he's making and, and uh, doing, so I, I, that, that's something I'm, I'll be interested in even doing another one of those. Um, so I feel like th- this season 24 of UHC, sorry, the spoiler, <laughs> people who fast-forwarded to that first night sunset, a little bit of spoiling it, spoilage still, um, I feel like this season has really showed uh, a greater uh, divide between those players who have played 1.9, the PvE at least, versus those who have not, uh, whether or not they had trouble dealing with skeletons, namely, uh, or or anticipating the cheaty nature of very tiny mob hitboxes or their abilities to hit you from three blocks away or through blocks, through uh, and under and over and through the corners of edges of blocks. Uh, which is definitely stuff that needs to be changed on the game's end. It's not something, well, that's just the way it works now. No, no, that's definitely broken. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's something that this season did. But yeah, I'm, like I, I was beginning to say before it started to sleet, um, I'm glad that our team, or at least myself, uh, broke that stalemate. I probably still would have done that had I not had the uh, Notch Apple but that definitely helped get me in there. Um, I'm thinking afterwards that would have been a really... I, early on in the season, we found a lot of spawners, and in those spawners, gunpowder. I'm like, oh, we can make a TNT. If I had known that one of the strategies was to build a castle at 0-0, that TNT would have come in handy to, to blast the gates. Uh, that would have been interesting, but alas, it, it didn't transpire like that. And also, alas, uh, I also... Uh, had a, a premonition that I made Frostwalker boots, <laughs> and I said, these are things that are never going to get used in the rest of the game, and sure enough, I completely forgot that I had them. Not that I, that I think there would have been any tactical advantage. It would have been interesting, uh, again, for video to suddenly be running across the water, and like, if other teams saw that, like, what the heck? Certainly, if people didn't realize that Frostwalker was a thing, why Why is this, this iceberg running towards me? But, uh... But yeah, I, I completely forgot about that, and it was completely nullified anyway, because the battle took place at, like I said, the world height limit. Uh, so, that was interesting. That was interesting. Uh, yeah, but not overall, not a bad uh, video-wise and, and enjoyment-wise UHC. Uh, the combat-wise, and still some some very, very squeaky, rusty gears to work out of, of 1.9 combat definitely still present. Now the spoilers are over, and uh, we are continuing on, and I'm going to actually, I have a lot of questions. I haven't added to the list any questions since, that came from donations, since the hiatus began. So all of these questions are actually pre-May 6th questions that are on my uh, notepad here for Farlines Bus. I am speaking, of course, of when you donate to Child's Play Charity at farlinesbus.com. You can ask a question. There's a comment box. If you ask a question there, I will add it to the list and answer it in a future episode of Farlands Bust. Uh, if you remember to include your name or, or who you, how you want me to refer you to as, uh, you can do that in that comment box as well, just because by default, all donations to Child's Play Charity are anonymous. I don't even see your, your email or anything like that, so... Uh, if you'd like to, leave that also in the comment box, your nickname, your YouTube name, Twitter name, whatever name, uh, and I'll do that. Or you can remain anonymous. It is your choice! You get to choose. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, man. But Mary Catherine chose wisely and uh, with her question here. What bad habit, food or drink, do you consume that you probably should stop eating or drinking? For example, I think I drink too much Diet Coke. I know a few people who like Diet Coke is their thing. <laughs> like, that's their jam. Um... I don't, I've stopped, I did drink, I used to drink, like, a lot of sodas, uh, a lot of Cokes, <laughs> um, regular Coke, not, none of this diet stuff, I'm, I ain't on no diet, um, but uh, the, uh, yeah, the regular Coke, vanilla Coke, root beer, I like cream sodas, um, probably up and through the beginning, the early 20s, the 1920s, no, my, my early 20s, um, going to restaurants, order a Coke, and then have, like, three refills, like, that sort of a lot of stuff. I've since, and and it's been at least over six-ish, probably more years, uh, that I've ever even had uh, a Coke or a soda, a sugary, fizzy soda drink of any kind, of any description, uh, since then. And that's a major reduction in, in sugar intake. Uh, that I can recommend, so it's not 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 the cokes anymore. Um, I don't know. Bad habit. I'm thinking of like habits. I eat a lot of potato chips with my lunch. That I could probably reduce the amount of salty potato chips. Plain Lay's potato chips crisps for those of you across the pond. Um. I do put sugar in my coffee. So that's another sugary addition that I probably don't need. I probably should kind of suck it up and uh, drink my coffee with a straw. No, uh, suck it up and and try to acquire the taste for unsweetened coffee. Because um, then that's like, you know, there's nothing really theoretically wrong with that, except for maybe the caffeine, you know, that could be viewed and, and it's been studied to be good, too. Um, you know, there's zero zero calories or whatever until you add the sugar. Whoa! What the heck? That was weird. Uh-oh, is my, like, my keyboard going? I'm not, I'm not using it enough? It, like, I was strafing, but I was not holding A. Maybe uh, it's possible I'm just not used to the sensitivity of the, the Cherry MX Cherry Red keys. Been a while since I've done the WASD thing, so maybe that's it. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I have what I would call habits. Uh, I do have the habit of if there are sweets or chocolates or cookies, gluten-free cookies, uh, instead of just consuming them in moderation, uh, they will be gone very quickly. <laughs> so that's kind of a problem. I suppose that's more impulse control. Uh, than it is habit, so I've gotten in the habit of just not having that stuff in my house, but oftentimes they appear in my house um, against my wishes, and uh, then I must consume them all. So, yeah, I don't know that I have... Um, I don't know that I have any anything like that. I'm, I'm a very boring eater, and I mentioned this before. Uh, I have the same thing. I've, I've kind of reduced my breakfasts to two packets of gluten-free oatmeal, instant oatmeal. Uh, my lunches are a sandwich, usually ham. Sometimes I'll spice it up a bit and put a little turkey in there. <laughs> you know, the, the deli ham, deli turkey. Uh, normal sandwich with your, with your mayo, your cheese, your lettuce, and tomato. 
Uh, and then chips. A big handful of potato chips. All right, we ran into a wall here. Thanks, Wolfie. Diverted. Oh, um, and then dinner is where I get the variety. Um, or it could be anything. <laughs> it, 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 it's uh, it's all up for grabs for dinner. So, but yeah, I don't have any... F y y the specific question was food or drink. Uh, and I've gotten out of the habit of getting into habits with that stuff, I guess, other than my normal day-to-day -day habit uh, of normal food. Does that answer that question? <laughs> I don't know if that answers that question. Uh, sweet, sweet iced tea is is something I drink. That's like my, my drinks these days. Now that I'm, I've been off the sodas, and even fruit juices, juices at all, uh, I'm off of as well. Uh, I used to drink like orange juice in the morning and stuff, but not anymore. My 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 main liquid consumption is coffee in the morning, water obviously, and iced tea, sweetened iced tea usually. Uh, you go to a restaurant, you get an iced tea, and they give you they give you uh, sugar packets that never dissolve because <laughs> it's cold iced tea. Um, so yeah, those are like my, my the main liquids I put in my body. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm incredibly bland and simple when it comes to that stuff. Jimmy, Jimmy's got a question. Jimmy asks, does Eva shed at all? And if so, how often do you vacuum your house? Not as often as I should, even without a dog. But Eva doesn't shed a lot. The one of the attractive things about the Australian cattle dogs is that they they have a very short um, coat. It's a, a waterproof, weatherproof coat um, that has like the the undercoat and then the top layer that you know because they're working dogs, they're outdoor dogs. Uh, the water just beads right off like a like a like a new coat of wax on your car. But um, yeah, because of that, they don't actually shed year round. They only shed once or twice a year. They blow their coats. Um, and that specifically, I think, changes based on whether or not they're male or female and whether or not they're fixed or not as well. It has to do with the, the hormonal differences of, the, of those. But so far, Eva, uh, last year we found out, late May, early June is when she starts to blow her coat. Uh, and it happened again, but to a lesser degree. When we first got Eva, she was a really, and perhaps you remember the early video I uploaded on the Kurt Indeed channel, and also early pictures, she was a lot more, quote-unquote, red, orange. Her, her coat, her outer coat was a lot more orange. Um, but that first June, she blew it all. Oh, hi! 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 Ho! Ow! Oh, God! Ha, 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 no, 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 no. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. Wolfie, you all right? Oh my god, Wolfie took the brunt of that. Oh, wow, he did. All right. All right, enough of coats. Enough of coats. Speaking of blowing coats, kablooey. Well, that bed is gone. Good thing I didn't sleep in it. Um. All right. Suddenly, <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's ever happened before. I'm sorry. Let's uh, get Wolfie up to health here. Because that was close. That was really close. Woo, I'm way out of practice. Yep, keep eating, keep eating. All right, I think you're doing well. Uh, I do need uh, emergency bed, emergency bed building. I'm glad I, I got those that, that sheep that I, I didn't think I needed, but I did need. All right, let's get this back. 
And let's do an emergency. Ha! Ah, where did that guy even... It's like there's no shade around here. I mean, I guess I was kind of talking too long. All right, let's go to sleep here. Woo! Emergency situations. Emergency situations indeed. Uh, yeah, let's, 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 uh, let's sleep. <laughs> Emergency situations. Woo! All righty then. <laughs> All right. I don't know what happened. I got, oh, I, I tried to run away. I, like, tried to keep my eye on the creeper and run away. Speaking of which... Uh, but then I got stuck on the land, and then I got totally confused and disoriented. Yeah, I see you. I seen it. Wow, that was scary. Thought for sure Wolfie was a goner. I still need more pigs, though. Whew, Wolfie agrees. Man, that was crazy. That was crazy, guys. <laughs> I don't think that has ever happened. I have never had... I've had, like, spiders come up or zombies. Even in the last episode, we had a zombie kind of spoil our trying to sleep in an elevated hidey hole, but never have I ever had a creeper completely obliterate an elevated hidey hole that I tried to sleep in. I probably would have been all right if I just stayed on the elevated hidey hole and tried to kill the creeper. Uh, jumping down and trying to run away was my mistake. Oh, man, is this right? I am not going the right way at all, actually. Let's, let's backtrack a little bit. Whew, yeah, I got really turned around there. Yikes! <laughs> Have I been going the wrong way this entire time? I don't think so. Uh, we'll have to look back at the tape. No, I, I wasn't really. Was I? I don't know. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go this way now. All right, Every, everything's all right. Everything's good. Jeez. <laughs> Woo! So where was I? I was talking about Eva and how she used to be more orange, and then she blew her coat that first uh, June. Um, hair everywhere and continually everywhere. Uh, really kind of annoying, but then it stopped pretty much, you know, it pretty much wants the the hot air. Oh, this is actually a little bit more dangerous. Maybe I won't. Um, that, that, that right there is not free uh, coal, my friends, because it would come at a price of potentially falling down to our doom. Th yeah, bluer coat and then it stopped. I mean, it was pretty much right when, like I said, the warm weather came. Uh, stopped, but the coat that she blew was that orange coat, and it revealed much more of of what I would consider more of the uh, the type of coat that a blue healer has, which is kind of the black and white speckled merle, if you will. Merle is the 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 dog term for for the type of coat, uh, and I kind of anticipated that she would grow that orange coat back in the winter, but perhaps because it doesn't get, it, it isn't technically winter here in Arizona, uh, she never did. Uh, so she pretty much remained that way up until this, May, it was more May, because it got pretty warm early on this year. It was more May that she did noticeably was shedding when she'd jump up in the air for her toys. A, 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 a swath of fur would come, like a trail, like a comet. A, a trail of fur would, would follow uh, in the direction she flung herself through the air. Um, but not to that degree, and uh, like I said, she never gained that full orange coat back. Uh, which I'm fine with. Uh, whatever. Uh, and she didn't she didn't uh, shed too much this year, which was good. Um, so I guess we'll just have to see. It seems to be a once-a-year deal. Uh, otherwise, it's just kind of here and there shedding. Just, you know, random hairs will show up if you're wearing, like, a dark shirt or whatever. Uh, but it's not like... 
uh, I, you know, any other dog, particularly fluffy dogs, your your labs, your your corgis and stuff that I've I've known that uh, all 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 the time, all the time, all year, all the time, shed 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 shed. So yeah, it's not that big of a deal or, or a problem here, which is is pretty good. And even my mom came and visited, uh, and she is deathly allergic to dogs. And she found that she was actually able to uh, be at the house and, and hang out with Eva a little bit longer than she normally thought she would have been able to uh, around uh, quote-unquote normal dogs. So perhaps the lack of shedding also reduces the lack of dander. It's the dander uh, that uh, people are mostly allergic to. The protein in the dander, I guess. Uh, and also uh, in the, uh, like my mom reacts to the saliva, the dog's saliva, I think that's what ended up getting her. And perhaps where it would have taken just five or ten minutes to get allergic, she, you know, was hanging out for an hour, and then she's like, okay, yeah, this is enough. <laughs> I've got to get away from this environment. But, uh, yeah, I suppose that's all related. So, yeah, that's a, that's in the pro column for, for a cattle dog. Pro, right there, and that is that is one of the kind of, hey, that's a neat thing, too. So perhaps I will continue to look into this breed of of canine companions. Sorry, Wolfie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about you. You're good at just taking creeper blasts <laughs> to the body. Oh, man. Where are all the pigs, by the way? Wolfie? Sniffing out the pigs. Sniffing out the pigs. See, now here's here's some free coal. Here's some free coal, he says, as he jumps into an endless chasm. Alexa Way asks... What if you have the had the ability to create one painting, like going out, buying a canvas, uh, getting paint and a brush? You sit and you 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 paint, you put paint on your brush, and no matter what you do, uh, you uh, the brush strokes will turn into details. So so what you're saying is no matter what lack complete and 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 empty void of any sort of painting or artistic skills. I may not possess. Uh, I would be able to paint whatever painting I would want to paint, and it would be beautiful. Um, not sure. I did. I did take painting in university, college, uh, art school. Well, not art school, but art department. Uh, so yeah, I took painting. It was mostly like still. And that's kind of my. I, I kind of yeah. I mean, that's kind of my problem. I guess. I mean, I understand why you start with the basics, but. When I signed up for oil painting, I kind of my the type of painting and art that I Eva <laughs> she's all right. Speaking of in the cons department, <laughs> rolls around in all your cables and pulls stuff off your desk. <laughs> uh, um, what happened? There it is. Uh, <laughs> I I need sheep as well. Where are all the animals? I'm not seeing any sheep. I'm not seeing any pigs. The, uh, what was I saying again? Oh yeah, I, I did take oil painting. The type of art that I like and enjoy are more abstract art. Your your Rothko's, your Picasso's, um, and then uh, even more so to that point. Uh, abstract, sort of, yeah, abstract. I'll go with abstract. Uh, but, you know, and that's the type of stuff I wanted to experiment painting, and I suppose I could, nothing's stopping me now, but in class we were stuck to, okay, you have to paint this still life, 
this thing in front of you, you have to paint this. Uh, or or there was the figure painting that we had to do also, which is a completely other awkward situation to be in. Um, so yeah, it, I would just want to... I really like textures, textures uh, of the paint. And that's even something I started to experiment with with digital art, is making textures, like textures that you feel like you could feel and stuff. I really like when I do go to art museums or the uh, the uh, Art Institute of Chicago, which I haven't been to in a long time, um, getting as close as you possibly can to the paintings without triggering any alarms and really just seeing like the depth. Like I know you see a picture of a painting or you have a poster of a, of a Picasso or, or whatever, but when you're actually with the actual legit painting, uh, just seeing the amount of paint certain painters use and like to the point where it itself on the canvas has a texture and and depth and casts shadows depending on how it's lit um and, and even to the point where even with a lot of the old painters uh you know like in monet or, or, or van gogh or, or manet's paintings i remember looking up close enough and you can see the little fibers of uh brush, paintbrush bristles stuck in the paint. And a lot of those, you know, obviously they didn't, there was no uh, art store that they went to to pick up their paintbrushes. They made the paintbrushes themselves. So it's like, hey, there's Van Gogh's bristles of his paintbrush that he built himself to make this painting. You know, like that's kind of stuff that blows my mind. Uh, and that's really interesting to me. So yeah, that's the type of thing I'd want to paint. I'm not a huge... I mean, I understand the skill and the artistry and and the, the dedication that goes into, like, photorealism. Um, I'm more into the impressionistic, the, 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 the abstract sort of uh, art paintings and, and, and whatnots uh, to be able to uh, fully appreciate. So, yeah, I'd want to do that. And, uh, yeah, if I ever did have space... Perhaps in old age and retirement, uh, I will go back and pick up some some oil paints and, and try my hand at that as, as a hobby or something. So, maybe that... Alright, there are... What happened? What happened to all the animals? What the heck? Uh, Alright, well, that was weird. The creeper explosion scared them all away. Like, seriously, we haven't seen any animals since those sheep that we sheared early on in the episode that I'm glad I did. Do I even... I have enough for one more bed. We can sleep tonight! And just hope, uh, amongst all hopes, that the sheep are not extinct in this world <laughs> at these oh. distances. They cannot handle these... these, uh, coordinates in the next episode of Far Lands or Bust. That's really weird. I mean, I know, I think we've had similar things happen before where I'm like, where's all the stuff? Uh, do I have enough? I have enough wood as well. All right. So, yeah, thank you uh, to those people for asking those questions well over a month ago. Sorry for the delay. Uh, like I said, I still have quite the list here of questions to get to. Uh, Wolfie, no, no, come over here. It's, uh, we've already had a problem before with the creepers. We don't want to, we don't want to tempt fate again. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna get to, uh, these other questions as, as soon as possible, and then once I get through these, I'll start to add questions from those who have donated, uh, in my absence during the hiatus. And, uh, then we'll be back up and running at, at, at full, full steam ahead, I say, I doth declare, and, uh, forthwith, uh, 
make make so. <laughs> so well, that's right. I can only make one bed, I guess. So there it is. <laughs> hmm. I'm hmm. I've got to remember that that is the case, and I don't have beds for the next elevated hidey hole. So, woof. Yeah, I know. Let's keep that in mind. It's a little bit of a scary scenario. Had I not lost an entire bed, demolished and disintegrated to little little pieces, <laughs> you can see the the very cartoonish uh, down feather explosion <laughs> of like what would happen if you blew up a bed. Oh man, what an episode, my friends! Episode five hundred ninety of the series. Thank you so much for watching, and again, thank you so much for your uh, your patience, your participation, and uh, your continued support. And um, I'm looking forward to uh, to more of, of getting back at it and um, getting back uh, connected with y'alls. So thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. It's snaining, everybody.